Hi, my name is Zoe Durand. I'm a mediator and a family lawyer, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Inside Family Law. Um, This is pretty big for me because I've basically gotten over the fear of how my voice sounds when recorded to bring you this podcast. And what it really is, is a continuation of the discussions which I started in my book, Inside Family Law, with those who work at the coalface of the family law um, system. So in terms of the why um, and what the purpose of this podcast is, the reason, um, I mean, the similar reasons to why I created my book, this podcast um, was, I think, really um, in response to what I saw as a need for more accessible but also quality information about the real in the trenches that lived experience of the family law process. So I wanted to bring conversations, um, interdisciplinary conversations with all the stakeholders in family law, um, such as judges, barristers, lawyers, experts, forensic accountants, family therapists, um, contact supervisors, um, and other um, people who've even been through the process themselves firsthand. I wanted to bring these conversations to everyone. I hope that the conversations that we're going to have in this podcast um, and those that we had in the book are accessible and easy to understand, but I also want them to be smart and intelligent and thoughtful. So this is not a textbook. It's not about textbook knowledge, though that obviously also has its place and is important. Um, But this podcast is about observations from reality and sharing that kind of local knowledge that can take years working in, in an area daily to accumulate. In terms of who might be interested in this podcast, for professionals who already work in family law um, and are probably already privy to these conversations, I still think this podcast will be of great interest, Um, especially for new practitioners. This could be a way of fast-tracking your knowledge of family law issues and um, also getting to know the various other professionals who work in your area. But I also think that the podcast would hold interest for any professionals, be it lawyers, Um, or other professionals who work in family law. And the reason I say this is, the, the, the reality is I think all of us, and myself included, can at times get bogged down in the process and just kind of tick box your way through matters. You know, you can fall into this kind of family law conveyor belt process, uh, which obviously you really shouldn't. So part of this podcast is about taking a breath and asking, what is it we're really doing here? Okay, what is it we're really doing? The thing, though, that excites me the most about this podcast is that everyone and anyone can listen into it. I mean, podcasts really are, I think, truly one of uh, life's great equalizers, along with the beach, public parks, uh, and any other place where anyone can have access. So I already have had feedback from ordinary people who've navigated the family law system about how my book really empowered them and helped demystify the family law process. And I hope that this podcast continues that aim. I mean, it may even do so even more because um, I think podcasts are perhaps in some ways even more accessible. See, I, I suppose what I'm really trying to get at is this this kind of unspoken thing that lawyers and mediators such as myself, we, we've worked in the field for years and we've been lucky to attend talks, seminars, functions, lunches, events, and, and speak candidly amongst ourselves about what's working in family law, what's not working, what needs to change. So what this podcast is about is about letting everyone in on the conversation, demystifying family law for all and then allowing everyone in a sense to have access to people they wouldn't normally have access to, to be able to vicariously have a lunch and a chat with a judge or a barrister or a court expert or a lawyer 
and pick the brains of the leading minds in family law. I was asked recently um, by a university lecturer who is looking at having um, the book Inside Family Law on um, their, the recommended reading list for their students. He was saying to me, well, who, who is the audience? Who is this book really for? And likewise, I guess, who is this podcast really for? Um, and I said to him, well, look, I would go back to the presupposition that why do we all have to be in separate rooms? Why do we all need to be segregated into different books? Um, I mean, obviously, it's important to have separate spaces as well where different participants in the family law process can get together. But this pod, um, podcast, similar to the book, is really about being all together in the same space. I've interviewed um, people from all different perspectives in family law. And likewise, I think all different kinds of listeners who've been touched by the family law process or who work in the family law system um, could find this podcast useful. I think there is some utility in everyone getting together and having a discussion about family law. Otherwise, what happens is we simply all circulate in our own circles. The family laws keep attending their events and seminars in one corner and meaning no disrespect, the mums and dads are out there over in the other corner in some dark place, the dark places of the internet, um, voicing their complaints about the family law process on forums. So what I really wanted to do was bring together all these disparate perspectives so we can all listen to each other for this to be the space where we where everyone speaks up but also listens um, a water cooler if you like of, of family law uh, I always say to my clients really that if they want to resolve a matter um, either mediation or, or through a settlement conference or outside of court the only way they're really going to do that is perspective taking having the ability to step into the shoes of the other party and likewise ironically this podcast is, is about that too it's about understanding the views of different stakeholders in the family law process um, it's about an intelligent interdisciplinary discussion so along this line um, it's, it's kind of like the great democracy of family law I'm trying to create I would like to emphasize that this podcast, um, whilst I will be interviewing the big names, the rock stars of family law, and I'm certainly very privileged and lucky to be doing so um, and appreciative of that, I also will be interviewing those who are perhaps lesser known. I'll be interviewing lawyers with 30 years experience and I'll be interviewing lawyers with three years experience. And the message I want to give is that this podcast um, is for everyone and that everyone has a seat at the table. Um, and the reason I'm doing this is not just uh, sort of to be nice or um, for some kind of because I have some uh, democratic ideals about everyone having a voice, but it's also because I actually think that different lawyers and different professionals who are at different stages of their careers see different kinds of things about the family law process, come across different types of matters. Um, once you've reached point where perhaps you're a top you know you're a, a silk and you're charging ten thousand dollars a day um, you're not going to come across certain types of matters um, you might not see some of the issues that are popping up in small asset pool matters so it's really about what everyone sees um, and value um, in everyone's perspective I will also be uh, looking um, to cover um, you know, the non-controversial issues that we see every day, as well as the topical issues in family law. You might notice for the launch of this podcast, um, I've interviewed Talia Blyer about her high court case regarding can a sperm donor be a parent. Um, and I've also um, interviewed lawyers and I will soon be interviewing um, some um, uh, some judges or rather um, re uh, uh, now retired judges about the uh, current ALRC reform proposals. 
So what I hope, I suppose, in a way, is that this podcast um, offers a kind of unique take um, to supplement maybe other news that you, you can access out there from other journalists. Because I think it is a different kind of interview. It's a different species of interview when you have both the interviewer and the interviewee working in that one area. You know, it's a little bit like I've seen a few magazines now, like Ellen Madison, not Madison, sorry, Ellen, Ellen um, Cosmopolitan, and all those magazines, and they've got two two movie stars, you know, um, interviewing each other, because that creates a different kind of a dynamic, a different kind of interview than getting a journalist who doesn't know them perhaps to interview them. So this is perhaps the um, the less glamorous and the less um, less hot version of that, um, the more nerdy version of that. Um, with having two people, um, myself and the other interviewee who work every day in family law, discussing these issues. I really hope that this, this podcast sparks further debate beyond the podcast itself. So what I mean by that is, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, go and talk to your colleagues about the discussions that you heard in the podcast. Let the discussion that starts with me and the interviewee become contagious and spill out from the podcast. I really want to spark for the debate and discussion um, because sort of going back to that, obviously I think it's fantastic that we do have this um, uh, ALRC report and recommendations. But I would really like to see a, a change and a shift where we don't just sort of think reform or ideas about reform are just for one group of people over there and the rest of us are just going about, you know, going about our day, going through the motions and doing our job. But rather, if you work every day in a field, like you're working in family law every day, you actually do have an obligation to speak up, um, to share what you, you know and what you see and what you think could be done differently, that everyone has a role to play in that public debate about making things better in the area in which they're working every day. And on that note, I guess if you're looking at, if you might be wondering why I've chosen this format, of, of conversations, of, of interviews. The reason for that is that for me personally, I think there is a real kind of kind of alchemy, a kind of magic that can happen in a conversation where the place you get to at the end is, so ele is elevated and is a greater wisdom than what either of you two individually could come up with um, if you're um, alone. So really that the um, sum can be greater than the parts. A motivation for me and a really important part of me doing the original Inside Family Law book was I wanted to give a voice to those who had experienced the family law um, system firsthand. So adults and um, mums, dads, husbands, wives, young people who reflect, were reflecting on their experiences as children through the process. I personally think that there is an underreporting of these firsthand experiences in the public sphere. And I actually think that compounds problems in the family law process because people can't obviously speak up about what they've been through and then therefore nothing changed or well, not things don't change as much as they should um, obviously there's issues with privacy and people being anonymized and de-identified uh, I'd like to continue being able to share real real life experiences and stories in this podcast but I haven't quite worked out the logistics of how I'll do that given the need to obviously de-identify people and anonymize them and um, and so forth and given that that's easier in a book format than in a podcast format but I will um, hold me to it. I will try to get back to you on that and share some more of those real stories. So hopefully that's explained sort of my motivations for the podcast, what it's about, who I'll be interviewing, who might be interested in listening to this podcast. Um, I hope it's not too self 
absorbed of me to say that I'd like to just share a little bit more about me with you, my listener, because we're also in a conversation um, in, in a way. Um, you know, I'm hoping to do this podcast for some time and I think that it'd be good if you get to know a little bit about me so you can understand, um, since you'll be stuck with me as your interviewer, so you can understand my background and, and sort of, you know, maybe understand where I'm coming from when I approach these interviews. So firstly, I'll start with me personally. I'm a mum to a gorgeous, super hyperactive toddler um, and also married to a gorgeous French man, um, or I think he's gorgeous. I was born in Taiwan, but I have um, lived in Australia most of my life, apart from a little stint in France for a few years when I was younger. So away from the law, I also love to paint and I have had um, art exhibitions in, in New York, uh, in Melbourne, Sydney, in London, and I also had a piece in a contemporary show at the Louvre in Paris. Uh, I've done, um, uh, I've also, I, I love interdisciplinary collaborations in other areas. I've done collaborations with those who work in the fashion industry, with designers um, to sort of create uh, capsule collections of textiles based on my art and so forth. Um, away from all that, life is pretty ordinary. <laughs> uh, I love to watch Netflix. I love to go to the beach during the summer um, with, my, with my husband and, and now my toddler. I really love taking everything out of my handbag and then putting it back in my handbag reorganized. Somehow that makes me feel like my entire life is now in order. And the other thing I really love is when you plan out your week, you do your to-do lists. I love to-do lists as well. And you can actually almost believe that you actually really will be going to the gym three times that week. That feeling on a Sunday night when it really feels that that will happen. They're all the things I love and that's a bit about me personally. Professionally, I have been a lawyer since 2007, initially in um, commercial law firms, both national and international firms, including K&L Gates and HWL Ebsworth. About four years into my career, I decided to change the focus of my career to focus on what I was really passionate about, which was family law. I've um, worked predominantly in private practice um, in both property and parenting matters. But I also spent two years working at Legal Aid uh, as a court-appointed independent children's lawyer, um, meaning that I acted on behalf of children, representing them in court. Uh, so you may see sometimes I approach interviews from quite a child-focused perspective. Um, I'm probably a bit of a frustrated closet journalist and I've written articles for Lawyers Weekly. I've written case notes reviewing the latest family law cases for the Law Society Journal and I've also written pieces about career um, and, um, and career strategy, I suppose, for Mamma Mia. Currently, I'm a, a nationally accredited mediator and a family dispute resolution practitioner and a principal at Mediation Answers. I'm also obviously the author and the podcaster um, of Inside Family Law and I've done some guest lecturing in family law at UNSW and presented various um, talks at organisations and law firms on family law and mediation. I am also the founder of Women's Nexus, or the co-founder, I should say, of Women's Nexus, which has hosted many talks from leading entrepreneurs to um, uh, family court judges to um, uh, Chapter 15 experts. For example, we've had Judge Sexton and Dr. Catherine Boland as some of our um, presenters at Women's Nexus. I also um, offer various workshops such as my SOS Lawyer Magic workshop on financial hygiene 
client service, goal setting, personal brand, um, marketing, media, networking, referrals, and harnessing your career in your creativity in law. So, I guess though taking oh, and I'm also um, working as a consultant lawyer, a consultant family lawyer at a law firm, uh, soon to be revealed this week. Um, taking away all that though, something one of the things I think is the most important thing is, and this goes back a long way. I have had a passion for family law for a long time, and I think on some level. You know, it's people always say, when did you think you were going to do that? Or when did you get the idea to do that? I've probably been dreaming of this podcast before podcasts even existed. Back when I was in year five at St. Catherine's School Waverley, we had to write a library research project on any subject we wanted. And I chose family law and marriage. And um, I, was, <laughs> I was quite a precocious child even back then. And already back then a bit disruptive. So the heading for the section on um, legal issues surrounding bigamy was called Too Many Cooks Spoil the Broth. And the, he- the section on family law property matters was, qu- I think, quite, quite accurately um, called What's Yours is Mine and What's Mine is Mine. Um, when I discussed um, international law um, uh, issues in family law, I called it Love Abroad. So in many ways, this podcast has been coming for a very, very long time and I really hope you enjoy it. Um, in terms of getting in touch with me, if you are listening to this and you um, you would like to give me feedback about the podcast or you would like to be on the podcast, if you've been in any way touched by or you work in the family law area, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. Likewise, equally happy to hear from you if you're going through um, a separation or you're a lawyer and you're looking for a mediator to assist, happy to assist or if you're going through a separation and you're looking for legal advice or assistance, again, I'm consulting as a lawyer um, at a firm to be revealed this week, happy to assist as well. So, um, or if you're a lawyer and you're looking for me to come and teach my SOS Lawyer Magic Workshop, please do get in touch or to teach one of my CLAs. Uh, Please contact me at www.mediationanswers.com.au or zoe at mediationanswers.com.au And I do hope you enjoy this podcast going forwards.